Hello and welcome back to another edition of Kids Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Hawkswood. Kids Sports is part of the Blue Lake Drive Network. BlueLakeDrive.com is where you can find podcast content, writing, uh, everything you need to navigate the, uh, the tricky life that you lead. We have a very special guest with us today. His name is Phil Dale, and he's been the executive director for Triathlon Ontario for over seven years. Triathlon Ontario, it's the provincial, provincial governing body for the sport of triathlon here in Ontario. And their primary purpose is, of course, to grow the sport of triathlon in a safe and fun way. And Phil has a major responsibility. He's overseeing, uh, he and his board, uh, all the different programs that uh, develop athletes, coaches, officials. So he has a great deal of responsibility, great deal of experience. We're very happy to have him here on the show. Welcome, Phil. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about uh, my sport, triathlon, which I'm obviously very passionate about, and specifically kids within our sport. Um, it's something, as a parent myself, uh, something that I, I, I'm really uh, keen on and uh, near and dear to my heart. Terrific. And I'll start right there. What make you what makes you so passionate about triathlon? Well, it's uh, it's obviously a unique sport in that um, it's not three sports in one. We consider it really one sport with three disciplines. And so it's, um, of course, swim, bike and run. And uh, so it adds that sort of uh, unique um, uh, you know, uh, doing three disciplines, whereas obviously most sports are one discipline. So, um, yeah, it, it's just uh, I've always kind of been attracted to uh, different sort of things. And uh, I grew up as a competitive swimmer and uh, always ran on the side and um, did a little bit of biking. So for me, it kind of uh, got three, three sports that I was passionate about into uh, one it blossomed for you. Uh, what age did it really come to a confluence for you? And what I want to sort of segue into is what age should parents be looking at getting their kids involved in triathlon? I think you probably were a later bloomer by most standards, but uh, what what age should parents start to consider triathlon as a viable option for their daughter or son? Well, the good thing about our sport is uh, we start as young as three years old wow. um, and we have athletes who compete uh, well into their 80s. So there really isn't any, um, you know, age you should get into. It's whatever, um, if, if the sport appeals to you, um, if you can swim a bit, if you have a bike and you know how to run, there's really no, uh, no limits on uh, when to get into sport. For me, I, as I said, I started off as a competitive swimmer and uh, went out of that sport in sort of high school years and then came back to it as an adult in my 30s. And uh, what you'll find in a lot of master swim clubs, which masters is a nice way of saying older uh, athletes <laughs> don't want to uh, stay fit and compete. Um, a lot of uh, people in the swim club were also into triathlons and that sort of, uh, it was the, the gateway drug, if you will, to get into the sport. Um, so I got into the sport into my uh, mid thirties. Um, but, you know, one of the great things that we do in my organization is we've got a, um, a kids series and uh, it's located in Milton, Mississauga and Oakville. And that is for kids three to 11 years old. And Good. it's participation-based, uh, non-competitive, 
And it's really a way to just introduce the sport to uh, the kids and the adults in a very fun, safe um, way. So help to hopefully inspire them to continue on either with the club or, you know, further events. What would you say is the best uh, of the three disciplines to get the, the, the kid polished at or involved in in order to take on i, I mean triathlon's an enormous task but would you say that you see a lot of parents say well my, my son gets out on his 10 speed or my daughter loves mountain biking she would also like triathlon or do you see a lot of swimmers who then want to uh, diversify their skill set where, where where does it come from yeah well that's that's interesting because you know a lot of uh, a lot of our athletes um do come into the sport from one of the other three disciplines um, I would have to say swimming is the most technical uh, to learn. So if you were sort of to draw up a diagram of, you know, what's the best way to enter the sport from another sport, it would probably be swimming because if you've got that technical proficiency um, in that discipline, uh, while certainly there are technical aspects and skill sets for biking and running, those uh, tend to be easier to pick up later um, but if you start off with a really good swim base and a really good swim stroke, you know, there's, uh, there's no reason why you can't add the, uh, the bike and the running to that, uh, that skill set. Right. You touched on biking. I, I think I know the answer to the question, but is that the greatest expense that new parents will encounter when enrolling their children in triathlons? Well, yes. I mean, if you, uh, it, it depends, it depends on how much you want to invest in the sport. You okay. can certainly pick up a road bike secondhand, um, you know, because also if you think about it, the kids will be growing. Do you really want to go out and buy a $5,000 bike uh, for a 13 year old when they're going to outgrow it the next year? So if you, if you're prudent, um, you know, it, there's no reason why you need to spend an arm and a leg at uh, the youth level, but um, yeah, certainly the bike is probably individually the most expensive uh equipment but you know there's other things like travel uh depends right. on how much you want to travel around the province to compete at um but yeah i mean you can there's ways around it like anything um, well when i coach baseball and parents would say well i'm going to get him a, a, his birthdays in march i'm going to get him a new glove and i'd say well the season kicks off and in may it's not going to be broken in you're better off going and getting a secondhand baseball glove because A, it's already broken in. And second, and you touched on this, they're growing. So they're going to break out of that habit. You also touched on traveling around the province. That's pretty daunting when, you know, kids, as you say, they can start at age three, and four, five, six, seven. There has to be a number of, of local events and local ways to train within Ontario, of course. Aren't there, Phil? Yes. Um, you know, there is a lot of events around we certainly don't encourage parents to, um, to travel large distances. You know, if we're talking about kids three to 11, yeah, they shouldn't, unless it's a family vacation that just happened to be in the area and there's a triathlon or, you know, some other reason, I certainly wouldn't encourage someone driving five, six hours to go to an event at that age. <laughs> you know, once you get into what we call the junior category, which is 16 to 19, and it's, it's a more competitive stream, Yes, there will be driving, um, but just like any other sport, like hockey or swimming or 
whatever, there is events that, you know, if you're in Toronto, you might have to go to Ottawa. Or if you live up in Sault Ste. Marie, you're going to have to come down to Toronto. That's just the nature of any sport once you get into a a competitive uh, situation. But the other thing, too, just to go back on equipment, um, you know, there's, yes, there's opportunities to buy ridiculous equipment like carbon wheels and all these kinds of uh, great high-end things. But for, you know, kids who are 12, 13, you know, um, the, the benefit of using that kind of equipment is so small because they just don't go fast enough and they just don't get the benefit of those, you know, super aerodynamic um, equipment. I think parents just need to understand what's, what's useful and what's not at a certain development point. Good, good quote. I'm glad you pointed that out. And if ever I gloss over something, you're certainly wise to go back and, and note it because this is all information based. Remember, this is a podcast for parents by parents. And, and speaking of parents, are there any other common mistakes that parents make? And I don't need you to you know, point out specifics and embarrass somebody. But uh, if, if there are things that you could touch on that would help uh, parents o- o- avoid in their, their young athletes triathlon career, then that's going to help everyone. So what would be some common mistakes or um, errors that folks make? Well, I think there's uh, the first one that I see a lot is uh, you know, our age groups. Once you get into the, the double digits, like the 12 to 13, 14, 15, they're, they're really broken out in primarily two years, 12, 13, next age group is 14, 15, and then you get into junior, which is 16 to 19. So what we see in triathlon, um, we we consider ourselves a late developing sport. So the Olympic champions, which is the pinnacle of our sport, are usually 25 to 27 years old. You're never going to see a 16-year-old at the Olympics winning a medal. That just will not happen. Um, So when we get down to the local level or the developmental level, we as a province really want the kids to be set up to be successful for when they're 20, 21. Um, So if a kid is winning at 12 or 13 or 15 or 16, the question has to be asked, well, why are they winning? Why are they successful? And more often than not, it's because they physically matured faster than who they're competing against. So you have some man childs up against some kids that you look and go, wow, are they really the same age? So they might be stronger. Or let's say they've been in a swim program since they were seven years old and uh, they're creating a lead out of the water and they're so physically fit, they're maintaining it over, you know, the race distances at those ages are smaller. So somebody might come out of the water with a 30 second lead and they're in such great shape, they can just go on the bike by themselves run on them with themselves and uh, they just carry that through. And so there's this, uh, sometimes there's this misconception that development is linear and it just isn't in our sport. Someone who is successful at 15 may not be at 20 because um, the, the reasons for the success are more physical in nature as opposed to, okay, they've got a great technique. Um, they're right, you know, they're right on par to be successful later on in life. So, yes, we do get the occasional parent who thinks that because their child is winning at 14 or 15, that they need to race up in age against 20-year-olds, and uh, there's no reason for them to compete against kids their own age. And they get this, the, um, the belief that, well, you know, my kid's winning every race at 15, so they're going to the Olympics. And that almost never happens. Um, okay. 
So what makes a happy triathlete? Well, I think um, what you want is somebody who loves the sport, who wants to go to practice, who enjoys whether it's the social aspect of the sport or the club, uh, being with friends, um, who understands that, uh, yeah, they may not win today, but everything that they're doing in terms of training and learning skills is positioning them to be successful. Um, so you need well-adjusted kids who uh, also who can f- uh, face diversity. So, you know, a lot of times in a race, things don't go exactly according to plan. Let's say your chain falls off or um, you get hit in the face in the water by an elbow. Um, so is the child or is the athlete, how are they going to handle that? Are they going to have a meltdown? Um, are they, what if they come out of the water and they're not in first place like they always are? How are they going to handle that? Uh, so really what you, uh, what you want are athletes who are, who are put in a position by both the coach and the parents to handle adversity, to um, sort of be able to make decisions on the fly and um, who, you know, it's hard, I understand, but maybe have a longer term vision as to what they want out of the sport. And if they're having a good time and if they're enjoying themselves, they will go to practice. But if they're put in a position where they have to succeed now and they, a lot of pressure is put on them, we see kids will drop out of the sport. And the moment that they have one race or they start to face some adversity and it's not going the way that it always has, uh, it's a real fork in the road for them. And um, we, sometimes we see the kids just, it's too much and they don't feel that they're good anymore with, you know, quotations around that right. and get discouraged and leave the sport. Well, we don't want that to happen. We do want them to stay happy. So we certainly hope that all aspects, parental support, home life, uh, the right coaching and the right results, and uh, they all come together properly. I'm very glad to hear that you didn't say winning or finishing on the podium, that instead uh, you touched on the, the mental and cerebral aspects of the sport. And that is, you know, so critical to any young athlete in any disciplines um, development. So, so very good for you, Phil. Do you find young athletes have a, a different diet than other kids in the neighborhood? Are, are the coaches recommending to parents? And when we were younger, the night before a cross country race, you know, we were always told have a spaghetti dinner. You know, load up on the carbs. Uh, where is diet at these days for young triathletes, and how is that conveyed to parents? Is it through coaches? Is it uh, through trial and error? Is there anything to that? Well, nutrition in our sport is really sometimes the fourth discipline. And uh, it's not as uh, addressed as uh, it could be, in my opinion. Um, When you get into the more sophisticated coaching programs, that nutrition will be a part of the uh, will be a part of the program but um it's it's often overlooked and you know i think it's more of a societal issue right with uh with parents and um you know right. not only do you need to teach the athlete but sometimes you need to teach the parent too because right. at a young age it's the parent who's buying the food who uh, who's buying the groceries or cooking the meals and um yeah so often there's an educational piece for both and uh yeah it's definitely a um an important factor because you want kids to be able to who are training a lot to be able to recover and 
diet and sleep are the best two recovery methods. You Does can. Triathlon Ontario have resources for parents to go to f- to guide them and uh, sort of navigate their way uh, on their website or through their coaches? Well, once you get into uh, the provincial development program, which is uh, a sort of a youth junior development system, we do have a nutritionist who works Good. with the athletes, but it's not something that's, uh, you know, just click on the website and you get free nutritional advice. It's right. very specific to the individual. Um, and uh, yeah, so, I, you know, we, we really want to be careful on what kind of advice we give out in general to people because, you know, everyone's got different situations, diets, dietary needs or whatever. So it's not something we, uh, we really just kind of recommend without having it. It's a more a one-on-one kind of um, service that we offer. Well, good. Good, good, good. And, and, you know, in speaking with you and doing my research, it's great to see that the numbers are on the growth. The 2021 season, uh, we certainly hope, is, is a fantastic one for you and your sport. Something I, I just want to touch on, injuries. What are common injuries for triathletes that parents should be aware of? They shouldn't freak out because these happen. You know, and, and I'll just preface it where I'm coming from by saying in baseball, when you teach the, the players how to slide, you know, they'll, they'll get skinned knees. Sometimes they'll, the parents will get the kids sliding pants or they'll cut off an old pair of jogging pants to wear under the baseball things and, and scrapes and bruises. It's part of the game. What sort of things do you see in young triathletes and how can we prevent those? Well, there's sort of two types of injuries. There's the, the injury where, you know, you might be running and you, you stumble and twist an ankle or you're on the bike and there's a bike crash and, you know, there's injuries resulting of that. And those are just more sort of common competition type injuries that you can't really avoid. Um, right. Then there's the injuries of overtraining. And those are the ones that are sort of concerning or ones that we really want to try to avoid. There's really no reason why um, a kid or a, a youth or junior athlete, you know, between the ages of 12 and 15 or 16, we really shouldn't be getting injuries through training. So if they are, um, then that is a concern. And what we've seen a lot in the uh, later junior years recently is a lot of um, shin splints and uh, which have led to stress fractures on the run. And that really comes, I mean, the sort of the red flag there is, you know, is there too much load or too much work being put on the athlete whose body isn't ready for that kind of work. And certainly, you know, the moment you feel shin splints, you really need to dial back the the work um, because they almost always lead to stress fractures. And once you get one, it's sort of a reoccurring injury that um, weakens your your body structure. So what we really want to do is we want to focus less on – the amount of load that an athlete has and and it's more about are you doing it right are you focusing on technique are you focusing on um yes the speed and fitness are the easier thing well i should say the fitness is the easiest to train but speed uh, and doing it the right way is the more difficult so yeah i mean 
Yeah, I didn't want to say that, you know, be the, the Debbie Downer and talk about injuries, but I just think it's so important for parents to not be blindsided by the reality. And, and any, I, I ask anyone on the Kids Sports podcast about injuries uh, time and time again, if that's a subject matter, because uh, they just happen. They shouldn't be shocking. But if we, if we get out in front and we avoid overtraining, if we avoid... Uh, you know, uh, overloading when shin splints start to, to pop in, then that's just going to help the parent and it's just going to help the athlete. And I know that that's, that's your goal. Well, the other thing too, um, to, to look at when experiencing injuries is nutrition. Are you getting the right kinds of foods? We see uh, on the female side, you know, iron deficiency, things like that. Um, you know, that, that could be a poor, uh, a result of a poor diet. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a, uh, the training and the nutrition to look at if, if injuries are occurring. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Just this past weekend, there was an event in Spain that I wanted to uh, talk to you about. There is a triathlon and I want to make sure I get the names correct. If you'll uh, bear with me for a second, uh, the end of a triathlon was uh, coming up and the, it was the Santander triathlon and James Teagle was uh, leading, uh, and he's from Britain, Diego Mentrida. Did you see what happened in this event? Yeah. Um, so the British athlete was leading the run portion, which is the third leg of the race. Um, and he was ahead of the Spanish athlete for the, well, the entire way. And as they came right to the finishing chute, there was a really tight corner, a 90-degree turn, and the, uh, the British athlete overshot it a bit and bumped in, or crashed into the barrier. And that caused the, uh, an opportunity for the Spanish athlete to pass him. <clears throat> and there was about 20 feet left before the finish line. And the, spa- the Spanish athlete stopped. He, he turned around, he looked what had happened, or he saw what had happened and stopped just before the finish line to allow the British athlete to pass him and uh, take that spot on the podium. Does his behavior surprise you at all? No, I mean, this is uh, the kind of camaraderie and the kind of sportsmanship that we have in triathlon. I mean, that is very typical. Um, you know, obviously, other sports, there's a lot more, I wouldn't say gamemanship, but um, I wouldn't say cutthroat either. But the uh, while we're an individual sport, primarily, there is um, a lot of respect between the athletes and um you know, the rules are adhered to pretty strictly and everybody knows the rules and uh, um, it's, uh, it wasn't surprising to see that at all. Good. So whose responsibility is it to impart the etiquette of triathlon? Would you say that's, that's the coaches and they do a very good job of, of teaching sportsmanship and, and uh, respect for fellow athletes? Does that, is it a collaborative? It has to be collaborative with parents, well, coaches and governing bodies. Go ahead. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, when I, when I'm at an event, um, it's not uncommon for young athletes aged 14, 15, 16 to come up to me, find me at this event, shake my hand and say, thank you for putting on this event or your role in this event. And I look back to when I was that age and we were playing basketball at a tournament. I wouldn't even thought to go find the officials or to go find the tournament organizer, shake their hand and say thank you for all that you do. And that is a very common thing in my sport for young athletes. <clears throat> and so I would say, yes, uh, 
Part of it is parents and coaches, but I think it's just the culture of our sport. You have to remember when we started this sport back in the seventies, um, it was, you know, equal gender, equal pay, equal distances. Everything was equal. There was no, you know, uh, shorter distances for women or women age limits or anything like that. I get you. We started right from the beginning as being equal amongst, you know, whether it's gender, gender, race or whatever. Um, so that's just the, the, the basis of our sport, really. Well, good. That's a great foundation to be coming from. Uh, and, and you know what, Phil? Uh, it, it's quite uh, refreshing to hear a, a leader, a sport leader such as yourself, speak so honestly about, uh, you know, not, not that you were immature as a teen, but to, say, to see how here in uh, the year 2020, that there's a great deal of maturity and respect from the young athletes as compared to uh, in a previous generation. So good of you to take on uh, and, and reveal yourself as such a leader. You're a, you're a busy man running triathlon Ontario uh, as the executive director of post, which you've held for seven years for anyone interested who's listening, you go to triathlonontario.com. I see the links across the top of the site. You, there's uh, information events. You can get involved If you don't have children, you can get involved as an official coach. There's training, there's program, there's development. Is there anything else you want to mention about your fantastic organization before we let you go, Phil? Yeah, actually, we uh, a couple of years ago, we started a sister website called gotry.ca. And what it is, is primarily for anyone who's new to the sport, interested in learning about the sport. And it's it's a separate website that just basically uh, gives some really general information you can find a coach, a club, a race, um, and it's, it really narrows down uh, the website from our usual corporate website, which has a lot of uh, additional information. So if you're purely interested in finding like the real basics of the sport, go try.ca, and that'll be a, a great start to uh, hopefully get you interested in our wonderful sport. And it is a wonderful sport. Uh, I go for a bike ride uh, three or four mornings a week. Uh, I like to run when I can. Uh, and obviously everyone uh, likes to swim in the summertime, but uh, I doubt I'll be able to pull them all three. But if I do, you're the first man I'll call and let know that I want to sign up for a race. So, so until then, Phil Dale, Executive Director, Triathlon Ontario, providing a safe and fun environment for coaches, athletes, and officials to learn about the sport of triathlon. We really thank you for your time today. And uh, you have the appreciation of everyone listening on the Kids Sports Podcast. And you're welcome back anytime, Phil. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. For our audio engineer, Frank Frenzy, for me, Eddie Hawkswood, thank you for your time. We look forward to you coming back and tuning in here on both Kids Sports and the Blue Lake Drive Network. Take care. Have a good day.